Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning. Welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. It's Michael Guerin joining you to talk harness racing predominantly in New South Wales over the next week. And it's a big week. We're coming off the back of a huge one. About nine days ago with the Miracle Mile, we start Bathurst Gold Crown Week, but it's sort of a week and a half. We race there this Wednesday, then we go Friday, Monday, and then the following Wednesday and Saturday. So five meetings at Bathurst over the next 12 days, including the Gold Crown, the Gold Tiara, and some wonderful support racing. Really exciting time in a true harness racing region. Uh, we also race today, we race at Goulburn today, and we've had the regular stuff going on at Menangle, so we have a lot of things in play. A guy we hoped to speak to last week on the show because he's been driving up a storm is a very in form Brad Hewitt. He joins us today because he's actually heading to Goulburn for a couple of freelance drives, but we're going to find out where some of his stars are going. Good morning to you, Brad. Thank you for taking the time, mate. And it's been a pretty remarkable start to 2023 on the strike rate front. Yeah, morning, Nick. Yeah, that's right. Just had a, had a bit of luck. Had a fair few horses yeah, down, down in grade and um, yeah, just been getting the job done. Let's talk today about the horses you're driving today because you're not actually driving too many of your own at Goulburn. You're just going there for a bit of a spin around to, to make some money. Um, is it a case you didn't have any horses for today's meeting or is your team going so good most of them are hitting from an angle at the moment? <laughs> no, no, that's not, definitely not the case, Nick. Um, just I got a few in uh, at Bathurst on Wednesday and then, yeah, the rest of them might go to Wagga next Friday and then yeah just another handful in on Saturday night again so just a bit bit everywhere at the minute. Mate you're having a spin around for Simon Locke on Electra Girl in the sixth today at 355 you've got the inside barrier what sort of chance would Electra Girl be? Uh, Yeah I think she's a just a good HY chance just drawn there she's obviously going to get a nice kind run I think the favourite, the one at Dow's, is a pretty handy filly, but yeah, like I said, she shouldn't be too far away drawing draw one. She's got pretty good gate speed, so yeah, it should be thereabouts anyway. You're also driving for Simon in the eighth on the card, Flying Banula, who's been a really good, honest type of a mare, and she's, she's had the five wins. It doesn't look an intimidating field. Uh, that's right, Mick. Um, I've actually had a bit of luck on her. I think I've won either three or four on her, I think. So, yeah, like I said, every time I've driven her, she goes out there and gives the best, and she's yeah, she's always good and consistent, so um, she can make her, her own luck a bit. So, hopefully, yeah, she's somewhere up handy to them as well. Right, let's go back uh, uh, just over a week to Miracle Mile Night. You had uh, a mare who's arrived in Sydney sort of with a big bang called Lobowski, and Look, very good that night. The time wasn't overly quick, but you were able to dominate pretty good mares. Um, only had the seven starts for five wins. So what's the future for a horse like Lebowski? 
Uh, yeah, I got a pretty good opinion of her. Mick, like, she's come over and she's done everything in, in one go. She's gone from, yeah, like a one win horse to, yeah, up racing Saturday grade. So she's done a really good job. But I just love her. She's got good speed. She's yeah, nice and strong and she's got a great will to win. So it's pretty, pretty good ingredients that we're working with there when they've got all of them. So she's actually just having a, a bit of a break at the minute and I'll bring her back and she might be one to, um, head to Queensland in the winter time if everything goes right. I would have thought on her times away from Menangle and the 151 placing she's had at Menangle, Brad, she might be close to a 150 horse. Yeah, hopefully, Mick. Like you said before, like she's only had seven starts. She's still only learning what it's all about, but um, she just wants to be a horse. And like I said, she's got a few things in her favour with having that really good turn of foot, but she's strong as well. But down the track, I think um, her high speed's going to really help her out. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if she can yeah, get down to that and start mixing it with the better mares. And you just, yeah, you like to think that they'll just could be better after the first preparation over here and um, a bit of a break in coming back. They usually seem to just improve that little bit. So fingers crossed she's in for a, for a good season. A horse who won that night as well as Blazing Ben, who has always looked a pretty good horse, was a nice two-year-old and obviously joined your stable halfway through its career. But he again... Looks a pretty serious horse, a big intimidating type of a horse, but he, he looks the sort of horse who would have a lot of options, Blazing Banner. Yeah, he's a nice little horse, Mick. He's, he's got really good um, high speed and just said the, the Menangle really suits him. Um, uh, the the Mollart Menangle really suits him down to the ground, so he'll head back there uh, this Saturday. But, yeah, he'll just pick and choose his way through. Um, some of them in angle races, so he's a, he's a nice handy little horse without being yeah, a superstar. Mate, you've, uh, you've got the Bathurst Gold Crown. It starts on Wednesday with the tiara and the honorary stakes heats, and then it's going to get really busy. We're all having lots of trips to Bathurst over the next 12 days. What's a horse you're taking to the Crown, or in fact the Crown meeting, that our listeners should look out for? Uh, I think Anna Love will be really hard to beat. She's in one of the heats of the um, honoree series they have over there, so she should take some beating. And uh, I've got a little yeah, two-year-old filly having a first start. She goes pretty good too, but she's just um, drawn a bit bit awkward, sort of nearly outside the front there somewhere from memory. So, um, yeah, both, both of them should be there about. What do you make of the crown now and where it sits? Because obviously it used to be sort of the middle of the two-year-old season, but now obviously the two-year-old season doesn't start to January the 1st. Is it a case that for a guy like you, who doesn't have huge numbers in work, you have to be pretty darn sure they're an early-running two-year-old to target the crown, whereas maybe five years ago you had more of a, of a form base behind them before you made your decision? I think from memory, as long as I can remember, Mick, it's always been around the, the March time. But obviously you had the, the two-year-olds all up and going sort of either by or before Christmas. So everything had sort of yeah, had three or four starts before the crown come around. So you, yeah, you had a bit more knowledge of what horses were doing. But 
Um, yeah, like I said, this year there's a lot of first starters and horses that only had one start, so it's still a bit of an unknown. But yeah, I reckon it's good where it is because yeah, we've got a bit of a problem at the minute. It's a log jam at the end of the season. Then there's sort of too many races there. So yeah, I reckon it's it's good where it sits because if you do have that good early going two-year-old type, then that's sort of the race you want to be aiming at. Whereas yeah, later in the season, come breeders challenging that, then better ones are starting to to really kick in the gear and and catch up to them early going types. So I reckon it, it all works good. Um, just talking about your team, obviously you had a winner at Menangle on Saturday night, and uh, it was an unusual one because you weren't driving it. So Triple Four, who's always looked a pretty decent type of horse, actually won, but Scott was driving it. So. What was going on there? Did, did Triple Four need a, a change of scenery, or were you busy on Saturday? Uh, I actually had a had a wedding on Saturday, but yeah, it, it definitely done the trick anyway. So, something different. Like I said, he's he's got plenty of ability. He's just yeah, a bit hit and miss, and yeah, I wish I could put my finger on why he is. But yeah, I'm glad he turned up on Saturday for Scott anyway. It was, it was really good. It's been sales season, both in Queensland, which obviously you didn't attend because you've been at a wedding on Saturday, and before that in Sydney. Have you picked up anything from the sales, Brad? Because people are hearing you on the radio. They're seeing your name in form guides. Your strike rate's been unbelievable this year. And have you got horses or product, as the big stables like to call it, where people could get involved with the Brad Hewitt business? Uh, I sort of, yeah, done a bit of that last year and yeah, it's just a bit of a nightmare trying to get everything organised but yeah, I just bought a couple of fillies um, last week just for the usual syndicate where I got here so it all work, works well and um, yeah, just at the minute trying to trying to squeeze all the horses in is a bit of a hassle but yeah, I'm happy with the, the two I got there on um, last Sunday at Warwick Farm so fingers crossed they can do something. Mate, it's always fun when you buy yearlings. It's, um, it's a pretty exciting time, and I'm glad to hear you got some buyers lined up for them. Mate, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. I hope you enjoy the Bathurst Carnival. It's, um, it looks like a lot of fun, Brad. It looks like a fun thing to be going to, but if you don't live in the region, I presume it's also a, uh, a lot of travelling. Yeah, it's a busy couple of weeks. I've um, only got the, the two two-year-olds this year. got no three-year-olds, so... Yeah, I won't be having to head over too many times, but yeah, it'll just be a couple of times this week, and yeah, with any luck, hopefully it's yeah, next Saturday night, if they could both make the final, it would be nice, so um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Good on you, mate. Nice to talk to you, Brad, and congratulations on what's been a, an amazing start to uh, 2023. No worries, Nick. Thanks for having me, mate. Brad Hewitt, who's having a just an incredible start. His driving stats, his strike rate's like 20%, which is JMAC-type material at the moment. So uh, he heads to Goulburn today with a couple of drives. That Bathurst Gold Crown meeting starts on Wednesday, and then we have the five meetings in a very quick order. Now, one of my favourite people in harness racing in New South Wales is Kerry ann Turner. She's very busy. She has to look after the kids, look after Robbie. Uh, and train a lot of horses, but almost every week there's a winner coming in the door. Kerry Ann, it's been a really strong last six months. I can barely think of a week you wouldn't have trained a winner. Yeah, no, we've um, we've had a really good season so far, and ended the last few season really good. So um, let's hope it can continue. 
Well, thank you for joining us this morning. A horse who sort of snuck up on us on Saturday night at Menangle was Alluring Tyron because it won a pretty decent class of trot and, and won it pretty easily. Um, the mile rate was two minutes for a standing start 2300. So is she the type of horse who might be at the improving stage? I know you haven't had her for long, but since she's come to Menangle from uh, Victoria, she she looks like she might be going to a new level. Yeah, well, um, the group of owners, Russell Cummins and Daniel Cordina, um, they just wanted to bring her back here to New South Wales and give her another shot. Um, she did race against some classy horses when she was over in New Zealand and, and even when they brought her over here, um, I think she she may have won a foundation heat or something like that for going to Melbourne. Um, she's been working with um, another horse in the stable that's nearly ready to go again um, in Funky Monkey and she's been working every bit as good as her so we thought she had a really good show. How is the monkey? Because we know she has a few tricks but we also know she's she's pretty darn good. Um, yeah, now she'll trial again on Wednesday but um, she's, she's looking great. Um, everything seems to be well with her but, um, you know, she, day by day um, with her leg situations but um, you know, everything seems to be pointing in the right direction at the moment. All right, it's basically this gold crown week and we know you don't, you know, run up your two-year-olds all that early in the season, but you've got a couple of fillies in the tiara heats. Um, you've got a lot of loving and tough shares. On top of tough shares, my apologies. I can try, sorry, I can try is your other one. Um, what do you make of their chances? Um, yeah, uh, a lot of loving. She went to Bathurst her first start and, um, no fault of her own. She galloped. She just, Rob said she touched the wheels. She's a really big, big filly and, um, probably just had her a bit too close in the, in the gig and she just kind of scared herself. So, um, unfortunately she's OD'd now, but, um, she's working good and, you know, um, barrier draws are everything these days. So, um, it might make it a little bit harder drawing barrier eight, but, you know, she's definitely working good enough. So, um, you should run a really good race. Okay, you've also got I Can Try as we wind down through the field. You've got Mini Me in the other heat and in the, uh, the last of the gold tiara heats, as long as having a dog in the background, um, you've also got Fireproof. So you've actually got a few up and about. Yeah, there's four fillies heading up there on Wednesday. And, um, and yeah, no, I think they've all kind of got, you know, good enough chances. They're all working really well. And um, as long as they go there and, you know, put their best manners forward and hopefully we could hopefully get one in the final or a couple in the final or maybe a couple in the consolation. So, yeah, no, we're looking forward to Wednesday. What's your best chance of having a two-year-old filly? Because we're talking about the tiara heats, which are on Wednesday. What's your best chance of getting a two-year-old into the final? Um, I really think um, Minnie Me. she's a really nice um, filly. Uh, she showed that she has good speed and um, you know, she seems like she's got it all together at the moment, so she's probably our best chance. All right, Kerry Ann, you're sending uh, a couple of horses. White Picket Feats is heading to Goulburn today and the fourth on the card. And I thought the fresh up third was pretty good. Has to be a chance today. Yeah, she kind of got stuck in the chair um, from the get go at Newcastle last Monday, and um, she battled on really well. So I think today she'll, um, she'll run another good race. Any gate speed to go forward over the 17.10 because the other favourites drawn out wide? 
Yeah, yeah, she definitely has gate speed, whether Josh um, chooses to use it or not. Um, yeah, she, she can go forward. And um, the only other thing we're trying to do is just teach her how to race. So um, sometimes going forward is not always the best option. Um, but, you know, we'll um, Josh will decide that when the gate goes. In the sixth on the card today, the stable has King of Hearts. And once again, former Inter-Dominion winning driver Josh Gallagher does the steering. Yeah, no, he's um, Josh. Josh really likes this um, big horse. He's he's been a little bit of a he has a few little tricks of his own. And um, last week he just kind of didn't really handle the um, conditions. But um, I, I I think you know he's a nice horse. When he decides when the penny drops with him, he'll be he'll be thereabouts being a, a, a nice enough horse. But at the moment, um, yeah, he's still learning. But um, if he puts his best foot forward, there's no reason why he couldn't couldn't come home with the with the win. You mentioned barrier draws are crucial today and um, with this week. Um Ad Mayora's got the second line, two on the second line in race seven today at four thirty five. Look, it's not a scary field, but Ad Mayora's gonna probably need a bit of luck from out there and maybe a bit of pressure on the race. Yeah, and if um if he tries a little bit that might be um that might be um uh, one of his Good, good chances, but um, yeah, he's a horse that goes around every week, and um, let's just hope he he puts a good run run in today. In the Trotters series tomorrow at Menangle, Kerry Ann, you guys have three Trotters in the first race on the card, and um, you've got Om Gypsy Queen and and Elder Baron Bree and Elder Baron Jensen. Now, which one do you like the most in the first, the three-year-old Trotters Foundation heat tomorrow, Kerry Ann? Um, I'd have to say Outer Baron Jensen's probably our better horse in that race. Um, he's going to be a little bit underdone. Um, he's going into tomorrow without a trial. So um, I think Outer Baron Bree, she's had a trial. She's, she um, she trialled well. And I'm, just, I'm a Gypsy Queen. She's always thereabouts and um, usually pretty bomb-proof. So that, that always helps with the trotters. So it's hard to split them. But, yeah, I'd have to say Outer Baron Jensen is probably the better horse. One of the more unique standard breeds in your stable and who races at Menangle regularly is Om Bill's Last, or I presume he's still uh, unhoppled, which is very rare for a pacer in New South Wales. Uh, he was fresh up last week, and I thought he was in a very strong field behind Jewel Melody and Peaceful. I think he falls into a better and more suitable field tomorrow in race seven. Yeah, there's not too many um, Menangle meetings that Om Bill's Last doesn't go around at. And, um, yeah, no, he was a same kind of didn't didn't have a trial before last week and um and run a really good race so i think he's he'll be better for the run this week and um you know we're, we're happy with where he's at all right um what about the stable star pete said so what's he going to be up to over the next couple of months is it a case that with the bigger races more or less done um he goes back to the regular menangle saturday night circuit or do you freshen him up and keep him for queensland yeah, well, at the moment, he's, um, we haven't really decided what we're going to do with him. Um, we probably will head up to Queensland with him through the winter carnival, and, um, but he's not telling us that he needs um, any time off. He might, he might just space his runs a little bit more and, um, and keep him a little bit fresher that way. But he's a horse that kind of enjoys racing and enjoys his routine. So, um, you yeah, know, he, he seems, you know, really healthy and happy at the moment. All right, Kerry Ann, for our listeners, I mentioned at the top of this interview that you almost always, you and Robbie, train at least one winner a week. 
What's the one they should look out for? What's your best chance at this stage of you training a winner in the first half of this week? Um, yeah, I think um, a horse, uh, I drove her last week, Rob's on her tomorrow, so that'll probably be a bit of an improvement, but um, a horse called Miss Exclusive, um, she raced really well first up, and um, she's got another good barrier draw tomorrow, so I think she'll be, um, she'll be really thereabouts. Hey, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, we know it's a very busy week with horses uh, at three meetings in three different days, so thank you Kerry Ann, and you're looking forward to seeing the winning run continue. Thank you. Kiria Morris, who along with her husband Robbie, um, are having just a, a remarkable last six months at, at all levels, open class levels and and even down to the grades and racing on the Mondays at Goulburn today where they send Josh Gallagher to drive two or three of theirs. Hoping to get hold of Mick Stanley from Victoria because the Victorian Raiders do come to Bathurst, of course, for the gold crown. Mick will be one of those coming up. Also want to get an update on Rock and Roll Do, who this time last year was one of the big stars in Australian pacing and has been sent to the paddock after the wheels fell off. So not sure if he's with us now, but we'll try and get hold of him because we were looking to get an update on some of these Victorians. He's probably seen a few of them at the trials. It's, it's very tricky with the gold crown because obviously the tiara, which is the female heats, that's the Phillies heats, on this Wednesday, just if you are joining us, five days of racing at Bathurst begins at 5.18 on Wednesday. So with the fillies, or with the two-year-olds, they don't start racing till January 1st, and of course there's no races immediately. So what Brad Hewitt and I were alluding to before is you've only got two months of form before you get here, and it makes it really hard to work out if the Victorians are better than the New South Wales horses, and how they're going to travel and all the stuff that goes into that. One of the trainers who knows how to travel horses, in fact, one of the more successful trainers from Victoria when they come to New South Wales is Michael Stanley, or Mick as everybody calls him. He joins us now. Good morning to you, Mick. How are you, mate? Um, I'm very well, thanks, Mick. How are you? Mate, I'm loving life, brother. I'm really enjoying all this cool harness racing. I'm, I'm enjoying all the racing at the moment, but I love the Bathurst Gold Crown. Now, you've had success there before. How early do you decide when you're going to bring a horse to the crown? Because you've got Soho Honey Rider in a heat this week, but I suppose you need to make that decision maybe at least a month ago to give them a lead-up start. There's not really a lot of room for error, is there? No, there's not, Mick. I think with the, with the Bathurst Carnival um, still being scheduled early, um, you... You basically have to have these horses in and and up and moving along, you know, just after the, the Christmas time um, to give yourself plenty of time to get some trials and a race start. I mean, there's going to be plenty of horses that haven't had a race start there uh, on Wednesday night, but I'm sure if you ask most of the trainers, these horses have been in, in work from, you know, since Christmas or, or beforehand to um, to get ready for this carnival. Now, we had... We had a number of two-year-olds, um, you know, eligible paid up to to bring to Bathurst, but um, you know, this filly was the only one that, that has handled the work and and is ready to uh, to go early on. Okay, she's got barrier one, and quite remarkably, there's six heats of the Golden Tiara, and you've probably ended up against the best of the locals and Luxa Turner. So, at least you'll know where you stand after Wednesday night. 
Yeah, that's that's true. Um, like you say, we do have a good barrier, so that's a that's a plus. And um, look, she was very good in her first start. She sat outside Remy Lewitt Melton, and they ran along a, a quite a good mile rate for a, for her first start. And I think we take a form guide. Remy Lou took uh, took quite a, a fair few uh, meters off uh, Luxa Turner in that race in the Pink Bonnet at Menangle. So I think we can take a bit of a line up um, between those two races with Remy Lou competing in both and, and think that, um, you know, we're not going to be far off the mark. So, and if, if we're going to, to win the final, we would need to beat a horse like uh, Luxa Turner in the final. So we may as well have a crack in the heat and see where we stack up. All right. You're also having a, a spin on Ubitja Tiger Pie in the, in the 12th. So that's for Ian Stanley. I presume that's your dad, is it? Yeah, it is. It is. That, that's the, I'll meet him at, at Cup Day at Addington. What a wonderful man he is. And uh, it's in the heat of the honoree series. And what sort of chance would you give you, Betcha Tiger Pie? Because this looks a pretty deep series. Yeah, it is. Look, I'm not too sure whether Daddy's actually going to take him uh, still. He was a little bit playing at Geelong the other night. He, he was racing really well, but he's an immature, even though he's a four-year-old, he's a very immature horse. And um, he just was below par at Geelong last week. So... Um, yeah, so Dad and I are heading off to Bathurst um, early in the morning. He's doing the travelling duties for the whole time. I'll come come back home in between. But um, yeah, I'd be surprised if if he if he does make the trip. Okay, you're also steering one for Michael Watt in the fourth Tiara Heat horse called Cheddar Me This. What chance Cheddar Me This? Look, she, she raced in that same race at Melton that Soho Honey Rider was in. Um, done a little bit wrong, but um, she's drawn wide in. She'll need to improve uh, a fair bit on her, her first run to figure, I, I would say. It's been a tough last four months for Mick Stanley and Rock and Roll Do. You've both been beating yourselves up, whether it's on the track or, in your case, being sidelined for quite a while. How long were you out of the sulky for, and... Um, what exactly happened to you again, Mick? Yeah, you know, I I, uh, I broke um, three transverse lines, uh, process lines on the vertebrae. Um, so yeah, it was a quite painful uh, thing, probably the most painful thing that I, I have experienced, and I've uh, unfortunately broken a lot of bones over my time through racing and footy. But um, one thing that it did do it was um, it was a, a relatively quick recovery. Um, only being the process lines and and not the the actual vertebrae, but um, the process lines attached to the nerves and ligaments, so that's why it was so painful. But um, yeah, I was I was uh, seven weeks to to get back into the sulky, so probably rushed back a little bit sooner than what I should have, like, like most of us do in this industry, Mick. But um, yeah, I'm feeling not too bad at the moment. Still get stiff at times, but um, nothing nothing we can't uh, work through. I'm glad to hear you're back, mate. Um, rock and Roll Do's not back, and I don't know what to make of Rock and Roll Do. I know he's a very, very good horse. He actually still might be the best horse in Australasia, I think. But do you have any reasons or any excuses for his very roller coaster form? Pretty much from the time you took him to New Zealand, he seemed to to be half a step behind what he really is, and maybe a few more steps. I'm not too concerned about New Zealand. I think we just didn't handle the standing start. And, you know, that's acceptable. We knew that when we went there. Brendan and I knew that that was a risk. But, you know, when he trialled at the cup trial, he was, he, you know, he was 
really good in the cup trial and look he wasn't too bad in the in the free for all on show day either like he he did sit in the breeze and was only beaten two meters there albeit running fifth but he wasn't beaten fast sitting outside the lead at self assured so he, he the new zealand carnival yeah you could probably look at the results and say it was uh it was a failure but um i'm sure in time that we will we'll take plenty out of that um you know, if not the horse, uh, Brendan and I myself in in what we learnt uh, going forward. But I think I think basically when we came home, we only gave him a brief let up and then then got him back going. And he trialled really well um, first up, and then after that he went downhill. He started pulling, and I think uh, maybe we just should have put him away straight away to to get over that New Zealand trip because you know the horse himself never really got seasoned to that hard Group 1 Grand Circuit racing because he didn't do a lot of racing as a young horse. So it all he probably got there just on raw ability and quickly and, and not being seasoned, it probably caught up with him. And, you know, look, we had the vets go over him quite a number of times and they couldn't find anything wrong with him. So we've uh, just put it down to we probably should have gave him a good rest, Mick, um, when we got back. And, look, he's getting that now. He's probably got another couple of weeks in in the paddock he'll have two months off and we'll uh we'll reset and i'm i'm sure and confident that um you know we'll get him back to where he was looking forward to that mate he's a wonderful horse and we're looking forward to having him back on the grand circuit thanks for the update uh good to see you back in the salty buddy and good luck at bathurst it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun and very intense there so hoping you have some joy and qualify that filly for the final beauty thanks mick Mick Stanley there, who is back in the sulky after seven weeks away with broken transverses. Now, if you look at your spine, the transverses are the things that come out the side and carry your nerves to all your muscles. Trust me, it's not a lot of fun. So he's done a big job to get back in the sulky. Our thanks to Brad Hewitt, also to Kerry Ann Morris for all their thoughts around the Bathurst Gold Crown. That's the crucial part of the week. Goulburn's today, Menangle tomorrow. But the crown starts on Wednesday. Brittany Glam will be back to talk about that more on Wednesday morning at 10.30 on On The Pace. It's going to be a huge carnival, and this is your home of it. We will keep giving you updated information. If you're looking for the website, it's harness.org.au as Bathurst race five times in the next 12 days. As mentioned, Brittany back with the next On The Pace at 10.30 on Wednesday morning.